Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, it's not uncommon for folks to put up retirement planning with a professional due to preconceived notions or, or misunderstandings about the topic. And so today we are going to dispel some of those financial planning myths in an effort to help separate fact from fiction. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. And welcome in. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Of course, Kevin Brooker is here. Kevin is a fiduciary. He's got over 30 years in the business. And, you know, navigating a, the volatile and, and really unpredictable financial world, it's it's hard. We talk about it every week, Kevin. And, and um, But, you know, you're here. You've got the expertise. Let's dig into some fact fiction or uh, maybe somewhere in between, okay? Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So uh, let's see. Let's start with fact fiction or somewhere in between. I don't need my help with my plan. I can use an app for free, and I get the same information. Oh, <laughs> what yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that, that does come up once in a while, and uh, that's going to be in the somewhere in between category, actually. Yep. There's no, que- no question, Steve, right? We all know, um, you know, with this wonderful advent of this thing called the Internet a while back, uh, there's just a ton of information, all the information in the world, it seems, is at your fingertips. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's no there's no question that you can get you can get information from these apps. You can get it from any number of websites or just from listening to the television. Uh, But you know what? Uh, And and that can be helpful. There's no question about it. It can can give you a little bit of the framework. But I'm going to say you really should sit down with a professional that has experience, uh, that is a fiduciary. So, you know, he or she is putting your interest ahead of their own and ahead of their firms. Uh, Half the industry does not operate up to that standard, by the way. Uh, so it's it's important. And you know what, folks, a lot of people, a lot of advisors such as myself will sit down with you for free. There, it doesn't have to cost you a dime. The only thing it'll cost you is a little bit of your time. But if you spend 45 minutes or an hour sitting down and talking and getting to know some advisors, I, I would virtually almost guarantee you're going to be happy that you did it, whether you go forward with them or not. 
because because you're going to you're going to probably learn a little bit of information. You might get a little bit of insight that you didn't have before. Maybe it wasn't on that app. Um, but you know what? You're talking about your retirement. It's something very, very important that I would say, you know, don't um, you, you know, don't underestimate some of the problems that might come up. Make sure that you've got a plan in place. And the best way to do that is by sitting down with a professional. Absolutely. Silverleaffinancial.com if you want to get a little up close and personal with Kevin. Uh, the website is there for you, and uh, you can reach Kevin right there. But you can also find out a lot of other great information at the website. Um, so let's see. Uh, fact fiction, somewhere in between risk tolerance and risk exposure are the same thing. Okay, that one is fiction, folks. Okay. <laughs> that is that is false. All right, false. Uh, so there's a difference, right? I mean, the big difference. Yeah, there there is a it is a big it is a big difference. Now, some people will say, "Oh, that's just semantics, right?" And you know, wordplay or whatever you want to call it. Uh, risk tolerance is an assessment. It's a gauge. It's a measurement. Um, so your risk tolerance is a measurement that uh, that we determine. Um, you know, usually through a survey process, through a questionnaire that you'll fill out, or 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 it can be through a conversation. A lot of times, I just do it through conversation. You know, in terms of asking people their impressions, their opinions, their feelings, and and finding out what their tolerance for risk is, uh, in terms of something that's, uh, I guess you would almost say it's philosophical, uh, but risk exposure is what you actually have in place. That's the amount of risk you are actually taking right now. How much risk you are actively exposed to, um, which is different than just the assessment. And so it's very important that when you're uh, um, looking at your portfolio, re reviewing your portfolio, that's what you should be doing is looking at how much risk is in that portfolio. And if you don't know how to do that, if you don't know how to measure it, guess what? That's a great conversation to have with an advisor. Of course. Right? And, we, and we can go through that with you. Uh, I like to measure uh, risk by volatility. Okay. And, and so I'm going to say, I like to give an example of two portfolios. And You've got two portfolios that are both making an average, average is the keyword here, of 10% per year. And by the way, this is where a lot of people have a misunderstanding and a misconception about the stock market, hearing, oh, it makes 8, 9, 10% a year, and they're not prepared for the volatility in the stock market, all right? Because you can have a 10% return where one year you get 8%, next year is 12, then it's 8, then it's 12, then it's 8, then it's 12, mm -hmm. and you've got an average of 10, right? Sure. And, and that would be... And that would be an awesome portfolio, by the way, because that is not a lot of volatility. However, you can also have a portfolio that gets zero and then 20 and then zero and then 20. Or you can make it more extreme, right? You can say negative 20, positive 40, negative 20, positive 40, and you get the same return, yep. the same average return, right? Mm -hmm. But the difference is one of those, that first portfolio, you're probably sleeping easy at night. You're probably not worried about it. And it's probably not causing a lot of stress because it doesn't have a lot of ups and downs. It doesn't have a lot of fluctuation. But that second one, oh, wait a minute, I got 40% loss and then, you know, you know, and then I got to come back and make a 50% gain or whatever the number might be. That volatility could drive you crazy. It could cause panic and stress and anxiety. And if you don't time it right, it could wreak havoc on your retirement. Oh, of course. So it is very important to understand how much risk you're taking and make sure you're not taking too much. It doesn't mean you need to be 100% in guaranteed things. But it does mean you have to know exactly how much risk you're taking. All right. I like that. Uh, folks, if you want to give Kevin a call, it's 800-975-6717. It's the number. And uh, we're going through some fact fiction or somewhere in between. These are general statements. Um, let's see where we go. You will yes. spend more when you retire because of higher medical costs. Yes. And uh, you know what? That's going to be an in-between question, actually, because okay. that's... It's going to depend on you know, obviously what shape are you in, what's your medical history, do you have 
Do you have any chronic illnesses? Um, you know, things like that. So it's going to come down to, to your lifestyle, how healthy of a lifestyle you live. Are you active, you know, maintaining a good weight? Are you getting the exercise you're supposed to get as well as medical history of your family? And, and I'll tell you something that this is generally when I have, when I mentioned to folks that, uh, I did co-author a book on long-term care. I was just uh, going to bring that up. <laughs> it's, oh, I appreciate it. And that is the millionaire's guide to tax-free money for long-term care. And, um, so what, so the essence of this, it, it, what we're getting at is that a lot of people don't realize that Medicare does not cover long-term care. Medicare will give you, I want to say, what is it, 20 or 21, 22 days? It's roughly three weeks, I believe, uh, right. of, of, of care. But the problem is most men that need long-term care are in a facility for a year and a half to two years, and most women, it's two to three years. And, and so uh, if you look at the cost of long-term care and the cost of, uh, of confinement, it can easily pass $10,000 a month right now. Um, and that's right now. And so if you're somebody like me that's uh, late 50s and you say, you know what, the average age somebody needs long-term care is generally in their 80s or beyond, where are the, price, where are the prices going to be? Where are the, oh, what is the cost going to be? Is anybody right? going to be able to, to maintain that way? I, gosh, I, you know, I wonder about it. And I say, I mean, it, it's going to be, it's probably 15 grand a month at oh. minimum, minimum, I would say. Wow. Um, you know, so you look at that and you say, holy cow, what am I going to do about this? And I say, I say, the first thing I want to suggest to everybody, look at your family history. Does your family have a history of stroke? Okay. Or Alzheimer's because stroke is one of the leading causes of dementia. Alzheimer's obviously is one of the leading causes of dementia. Dementia is one of the leading conditions, uh, that leads to confinement. Okay. And so confinement is the issue that is so expensive. All right. Now my father, uh, you know, uh, lived until he didn't, he made it to, my father passed at the age of 93, 93 and mm. you know, like two months. And he lived on his own until he was 90. Wow. And totally independent, still driving. Although, you know, we tried to get him to stop driving before that. Um, but he was totally independent and, 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 and he had such a fierce independent streak. Uh, this was in Illinois at the time, Northern Illinois, and it was winter time. And he didn't want to wait for the neighbor to get home to help him shovel off in his sidewalks and his driveway. So my dad at the you know, age of 90 decides he's going to go out and shovel off his driveway. Uh, unfortunately, he slips and falls and gets the classic uh, a broken leg and a broken hip. Um, and that is what ended his independence. And that's when he wanted up going into facility. He started off at the independent and the independent side. Then he went to assisted living. And then in the end, he was in the memory care unit um, and for the last maybe six months. And those are the, those are the ones where they have the combination locks on the doors and they're mm -hmm. going to charge you about $10,000 a month. Wow. All right. So take a look at your family history. And if you want to talk about long-term care, just come to my website and you can request the book. It's free. I'm happy to email it or else you send you a physical copy of it free of charge. Silverleaffinancial.com. That's your first step, folks. That's a great book for you to get if you're really interested at all about long-term care and, and really some creative ways to utilize the, the tools that are out there to give us long-term care. Yes. And, and, and by the way, as the cover, the title suggests, I can show you guys how we can reposition your money, reposition your existing assets so that if you do have to pay for long-term care, you can do it on a tax-free basis. That okay. alone, right? That alone should save you probably 25% off the top. Wow. Yes, absolutely. All right, we're going to keep going here. Uh, this one, fact fiction, somewhere in between. We've talked about this before, but I got to have a million dollars to retire. That's it. Million dollars. You know what? 
uh, well, that's going to be fiction too. Yeah. What does All that right? even mean? I mean, I, I know I hear people say that, but it, it, just because you got a million yeah. doesn't mean you have a million. No. You, well, you know what? If you got two million in debt, then a million dollars is not going to help you out a whole heck of a lot. Right. Um, right. So, so it, you know, it, it, these rules of thumb. Sometimes these things drive me crazy because, yeah, you, you, you know, it's obviously not the same for everybody, right? Are right. we talking a Are we talking a single person or a married person? Is it a married person that has other responsibilities? Are they still taking care of their kids? Or do, are they a sandwich? Are they a sandwich couple? And you guys might know the sandwich means that you're taking care of both your parents and your kids. All right. So sometimes it's not just about taking care of yourself, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they need more money because they're taking care of their parents and their children or any other combination. And then on the flip side, you know what, Steve? Hmm. I have met a lot of people. I've met a lot of people. I've been doing this 33 years. Gosh, it seems like a long time when you say it out loud. <laughs> And, and uh, but I met a lot of people that have that have quite a bit less than a million dollars, but they're living a perfectly comfortable retirement. Right. And that and and so and it definitely can be done. I can show you how. Uh, but the key, generally speaking, is no debt. That means no mortgage, no car loan, no credit card debt, no student loans, no debt. Period. Hard stop. All right. Mm-hmm. And that is that is how I personally suggest you go into retirement because it is going to make. Uh, obviously it's going to bring down your monthly costs, your monthly expenses, um, interest rates having jumped the way that they have. A lot of people are paying a lot more in interest charges than, than, than they, uh, than they were just a couple of years ago. Oh, of course. You know, and that's, especially if you're using a credit card, guys, if you're using credit cards, some of those are over 30% interest now. Oh my so gosh. That's scary. I, I, it's, it's a scary number. And if you get too far, you know, in debt behind that 30% number, it is really a bear. That is a bear to get out from. Oh, that yeah. is like a, it's like a boulder sitting on your shoulders. It is hard to escape. And so do yourself a favor. If you don't have the money to pay for it, just don't buy it. Right. Just don't buy it. Right. right? And, 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 and please stop, stop. If you're thinking about buying a new car and you're thinking about borrowing money to buy this depreciating asset, please reconsider. All right. It, I really think there's been a grave misservice done giving people loans on things that go down in value. All right. I just think it doesn't make any sense to borrow money for something that, you know, the minute you drive it off the lot, you're going to lose 20% of that, whatever you paid mm-hmm. minute you drive it off the lot. All right. And, and, and so um, car prices have gotten astronomical. I think the average car loan is over 700 bucks a month now. Oh, um, good God. <laughs> and, and so, you know what? I, me and my wife are, are driving cars that were built in 03. They're both 20 years old and I'm very proud of it. Because, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong because, with that. You know what? I, my, my Lexus sedan is in fantastic shape and uh, uh, you could not tell by looking at it that it's 20 years old. Right, because and, you take care of it. You take care of it, right? So if you are, if you just have to buy a new car, please try to take, give it the best care you possibly can and try to drive that thing for the next 20 years, if not longer. All right. Sure. Because that that's how you're going to get ahead. And, and if you're paying interest, you're just making somebody else rich. Right. Save the money, make the interest yourself and make yourself rich. All right. I, I like that. And again, so, um, yeah, a million dollars, maybe, maybe not. huh? Uh, maybe, maybe not. You know, I'm, you know what? The, the I, I believe, just to finalize that the yeah. average retiree, the average retiree is spending somewhere around fifty thousand dollars a year. That's okay. it's like it's like forty three hundred a month, something right in there. Uh-huh. And and so a little over fifty thousand a year is how much the average retiree spends. So you can do the math bath backwards from there. If you're spending fifty grand, let's say you get thirty from Social Security, then you got to bring in another twenty twenty five through other vehicles. 
you're getting 5% interest in today's, in, in, at today's rates. So if you have half a million dollars and you're getting 5% interest, that would give you the money you need with your social security to cover your bills and to pay your expenses. So I, I think it's very possible a person can retire on, you know, six, seven, 800,000. Um, you know, obviously we've got the question of long-term care and some of those other issues. Of course. But everybody doesn't need a million dollars. Well, that's the thing, because, you know, depending on where you live and depending on your lifestyle, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people have a lot less money than that. And you, like you said, they're, they're living comfortably. I got a friend doing the same they, thing. I, I do. I, I see it all the time. I, you know, I, I've gone to a lot of I have an office where people come to meetings, but I've also gone to a lot of people's homes and sitting at the kitchen table or the dining room table. And and um, and and. And, and a lot of times they've lived in the same house. That's one thing I could tell any, any younger people out there. If you really want to help yourself out financially in the future, stay in the same house. Stay there, right? Buy a house that you love when you're in your 20s or maybe 30 years old and try to stay there all the way until retirement. Mm -hmm. that, that will come back. Uh, that will help you so much because people that move around a lot tend, tend to, you know, you're, you don't have as much time to build up equity in the home. You're paying more on real estate commissions. You're paying closing costs, title costs, all sorts of. And if you don't have 20% down, you're paying mortgage insurance too. Yep. So there's a lot of fees and a lot of expenses involved when you buy and sell a house. And, um, you know, so I would, you know, try to buy a house, love it, stay in it as long as you can, buy that car that you're going to hold on to for the next 25 years, and you're going to have a very nice retirement. Yeah, my sister and brother-in-law did that. They bought their house, I want to say back in about 1977, and they are living mm -hmm. there today. Fantastic. You know, you know what? Those and it's are... paid off. They've, you know, yes. I mean, and they're, they're being comfortable. I mean, they both retired and, and yeah, they don't have any troubles. Those, those, those are the couples that I see a lot of times. Well, that, yeah. That and are... they didn't have debt. So there you go. There you go. And they're, and they're, then they're probably doing just fine. They're probably they having are. a really good retirement. Absolutely. Yeah. They're having fun. And, and that's the thing. That's the thing. It, it, it can be done, but we have to just, you know, borrow less money, try not to pay any interest. You know what? If you're thinking about buying another home or thinking about buying a bigger home or taking out another mortgage, why don't you pull out your mortgage statement and look at your interest charges? Just stew on that for a little bit, because that's what that's what drove me nuts to the point that I said, I can't stand having any debt anymore. Because I started looking at it saying, holy cow, I'm spending, what, $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 a month just in interest? I, it When you think about it and you extrapolate it out, especially with a conventional mortgage, probably 95% of your payment in that first year or two, that's all interest. All interest, you're not, yep. It's all interest. And so if you have to have a mortgage, try to get a 15-year mortgage uh, rather than a 30-year, and you'll cut that interest expense dramatically. And uh, let's see. We've got – oh, this one. We've talked about this before. You you hear it all the time. I need 70 to 85% of my current income to be comfortable in retirement. And, I, I mean, me personally, I want like 100 110% of what I'm making. You know? <laughs> that's, oh, that, that's where I'm at. I'm saying I'd actually like more. Yeah, <laughs> really. Know? So and, that's, a, and, that's a bit of a fallacy, isn't it? It, it is. A fa I'm going to call that one fiction. Okay. I think it is. A, I think it is fiction. Definitely in your first, let's say, five to 10 years of retirement, because typically, you know, and uh, presumably, let's say you retire in your mid 60s or something. Those first five years, that's generally when people do when they want to travel. Which can be very is so much more expensive today than it, I guess than it's ever been. Right. And so it can cost you a lot of money and you're not getting a return on that money. Right. You're spending it. It's gone. And, and so the other thing is you, you've got a lot more time on your hands now, right? Maybe, maybe you're used to getting up at six in the morning and you didn't get home until, I don't know, five or six at night. What are you going to do with all that time, right? You're probably going to be spending money one way or another. Sure. And, and, 
you know, so maybe you don't have to put on the work clothes. Maybe you don't have the dry cleaning bill and maybe you don't have the com commuting bill, but you know what? Now you got golf tees. You got, you got tea times to pay for, right? And they're you, not you got, cheap. They're, they are not cheap. You got, you got, I don't know, maybe you rent a boat or maybe you buy a boat because you like to go fishing. Um, you know, whatever it is you're going to do is probably going to cost you money. Um, and, and so I'm going to say to aim for a hundred percent of your income. Um, if, if that just seems out of, too far out of reach, then we can sit down and we can go through all the numbers and make sure we've got everything covered. And on that note, you know, that's one thing, you know, a, a booklet that I have available guys is called the 15 minute retirement planner. I don't have it on the website yet, but it will be real soon. Um, but this is just a short read. It's not even 20 pages and it can give you a, a brief explanation of the process that we go through when we sit down as you're planning your retirement. You don't want to wait. Ideally, don't wait until you get there. I would like to sit down with you five to 10 years before you're going to retire, because there are some things we can put in place that could help you out tremendously, right? But we need to sit down and look at your assets and your liabilities. And then we're going to look at your cash flow coming in, right? And, and the expenses that you have to pay. So it's money coming in, money going out, assets you have and, and debt that you owe. And once we solve that equation, then we're going to know, we're going to look at social security. I'm going to help you figure out when the best time to claim your social security. Um, and we're going to put it all together and come up with, come up with an income plan. So you have the income that you need to do everything you want to do in retirement. And we want to make sure that we're not just meeting the needs of today. This is very, very important. You can't just look at your bills today and say, all right, I need four grand a month to live, right? Because we all know inflation that reared its ugly head a couple of years ago. It's probably not going away, right? And prices are probably not going back down. So if your monthly expenses are four grand now and you're 65, do you think you're going to live in your 80s? And what do you think your monthly expenses are going to be then? That's what we want to make sure you've got enough money. So when we start off, your income should be significantly higher than your expenses so that you have room for those expenses to grow but not put you in a bind or a spot where you can't afford to do something you want sure. to do. Sure. Well, and again, that's so true, especially early in retirement, the go-go years, you call them. And, and I mean, that, yes. so let's, let's have enough money to go-go. That's it. Let's say, yeah, have a good time. You know what? If, if you have that money, you can have, you can have so much fun, right? You, yeah. you can get all the entertainment you want, all the activities that you want because you can afford it. I always say money, no, it doesn't buy you happiness, but you know what? It can, it can give you a lot of extra choices that people without money just don't have. Exactly. And, I, and I'm going to say those choices might just lead to some more happiness. I think you might be right there. So let's, <laughs> you know uh, let's talk. So, so we've been talking, we talked a little bit before the show, and, and one of the things that, that I love hearing about are, are case studies. And, and you had mentioned that you had one that you want to talk about, because I just love how, you know, you take an average person and, and this is what they've done. And what, what you create from that is amazing. So let's dig into this one. I, I'm very curious to learn. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, Steve. Yes. And, and, and I want, I, I like to mention them as well, because a lot of times people, you know, uh, they, they, they might not know the different pieces of the puzzle and how you can right. put them together. And, and so you, everybody, anybody that's listening to the show um, may know I am, I'm a registered investment advisor. Uh, so I am an independent uh, advisor. I do follow and adhere to the fiduciary standard, um, which, as I mentioned before, only about half the industry follows. And it means we have to put your interests first ahead of our own, ahead of the company ahead of everybody. And, but you should know not everybody operates to that level. And, and, and so that's, that's the first thing I want to mention. So I'm fully licensed for stocks and bonds and mutual funds, exchange traded funds, whether you know, I can do options strategies, really anything in the stock or bond market. 
um, I, I, I can certainly help you with. And I also work on the other side of the ledger, if you will. And what I'm referring to are insurance and annuity products and things that are guaranteed. They have, they're contractually guaranteed, for instance, so that you can't, so you cannot lose money. Okay. So I work on both sides. A lot of people in the, in the industry do not, they choose one versus the stock brokers will tell you never touch insurance and the insurance people will say never touch a stock. Right. So well, make but sure we you have know to do both. We have to do both. I think. I think it, I think you have to do both, which is why I'm duly licensed for everything. Yes. That's why, that's, that's why I am licensed for everything because I think the best portfolios have all of it. I think you have all of it. You don't just choose one over the other. Now, obviously everybody's got a different preference, a different risk tolerance, like we talked about before. Um, and, and so I always want to start off with how much risk do we want to take? Uh, how much do you need to take? And I, I say many times, if you don't need to risk losing money in the stock market, then maybe just don't do it. In other words, if I can get you to your goals without risking losing money, to me, it might be unnecessary. It is unnecessary. I think the reason you invest in stocks is because you want to see better than a 10% return. All right. Because you can do other things. I mean, you can get, I can get a 6% guarantee right now today. And, and I tell you what, I think there's a lot of people um, that might be, do, might do very well to lock in a higher, to lock it in for a longer period of time. So we say increase your duration. In other words, don't just keep, keep your money in a 5% money market that probably a year or two from now is going to be going lower. All right. If you think interest rates are going lower in the next few years, maybe extend the duration, extend the maturity. In other words, don't just put money away for one or two years, maybe put it away for five or seven or 10 years. In fact, I am recommending to a lot of people a 6% guaranteed fixed plain vanilla annuity, no fees, no expenses, 6% guaranteed for 10 years, period. And, and I think that could do a lot of people very well. Mm -hmm. so, the case, so the case that Steve was referring to, though, I just met a couple in their mid-60s, and um, they've done very well just retiring, and they wanted to generate $2,000 a month in income. And, and I, I like to say, okay, let's compare what we can do. All right, so the first thing we can do uh, to get 2,000 a month income, 24 grand a year in stocks and bonds, you would need $600,000. All right. Mm -hmm. That's because with the withdrawal rate is 4%. Um, and that is that, that the 4% idea guys, that's to give you a high probability of not running out of money, not a guarantee, high probability. It's like a 90% probability that you won't run out of money, you know, before you run out of time. Right. And, and so it's not guaranteed. And if the stock market drops like it did last year, if stocks and bonds both drop like they did last year, can you imagine how devastating that would be to, to that portfolio? Your 600 turned into four, and now you're trying to get 24,000 income. Now you can only get 16. All right. And so option one to get that income was 600,000 stocks and bonds. Option two, his 401k provider said uh, they can get him $2,000 a month, him and his wife. They can get him $2,000 a month with just over 400 grand. Um, and I found a way by doing my research, I found. Uh, some companies, a company that'll do it for 300 grand. All hmm. right. And so for 300,000, less than his 400 grand, less than the 401k company wanted and 300 grand, less half the amount of money that would have taken stocks and bonds. I can get him that same guaranteed $2,000 a month guaranteed for both for joint life. So that means after oh, wow. the first person, after the first person passes, the survivor will continue to get that exact same $2,000 a month. Boy, why, Actually, isn't, why aren't all advisors talking about things like that? You, you know, I honestly don't know why. <laughs> I honestly don't know why. I don't why. mean to interrupt, I, but it just, it's just surprising to me. It, well, you know what? 
if they're if they're stock broker type people and then they don't think they're gonna get paid for it um you know bear in bear in mind and i don't mean to be cynical guys but let's look at the facts make sure when you're talking to somebody if he or she says don't touch an insurance or annuities the first question you should ask is are you licensed to sell insurance and annuities if they say that and if an insurance person says don't touch the stock market you need to ask that insurance person are you licensed to talk about stocks and bonds all right because a lot of these folks are not they're pitching they're in 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 you know some people would say they're pitching their own book okay in other words think about when you go to a car dealership you go you you pull into a ford dealership there's ford in huge letters right yes. huge sign on the side of the building person walks up to you they're wearing a shirt and you got a ford emblem right on their on their on their chest mm-hmm do you expect him to suggest anything other than a Ford? No. <laughs> right? <laughs> nope. You know, he works for Ford. He sells Fords. She sells Fords. All right. And so it's easy to tell, right? They're not going to recommend a Chevy, most likely. All right. But in the world of investments, we, we, we're not walking around. We're not walking around with those labels. We don't have those big signs that say, I only do stocks and bonds or I only do insurance and annuities. And so you need to make sure because these are all separate licenses. They're all separate tests we have to take. We have to take continuing education on a regular basis to keep the licenses active. Um, and we and, and it's you have to stay on top of it. So it's more work. It's more work for an advisor to carry multiple licenses, right? Just like any other profession, it, it, it takes more work. And so you want to make sure that if they tell you to avoid something, make sure they're licensed to give you that advice. Because by the way, if they're not, they're actually breaking the law. So um, make sure they have the appropriate licenses and then you know you're getting genuine advice mm-hmm. as opposed to just somebody saying, saying, don't touch it because I can't sell it to you. All right. So, so anyway, going back to the example, the $300,000 in the annuity, we'll pay them $2,000 a month for joint life. And I showed them on the paperwork how uh, even if the account value went to zero and 20 years later, he's 114 years old and the account's been zero for 20 years it's still going to keep on paying him that income. Jeez. There is no, there's no other account that'll do that guys. Try no. talking to your bank, ask your banker, ask your banker. Okay. <laughs> ask your stock, ask your stock, ask your stock broker. They're going to keep on sending you that money when the account value is zero. Right. All right. So, so the other kicker on this is that that $2,000 a month will turn into 3000 a month. If one of them needs some sort of long-term care. Oh, All right? nice. That's fantastic. So they'll get They'll get an extra bump in the money to help pay, you know, help pay for long-term care. Obviously, it's not going to cover confinement, but it could certainly cover a skilled nurse coming to your house a couple of days a week to help out with something. Sure. So, so I think it's important to take a look at it and, and see how you can position your assets. Because my point is, in a lot of cases, people have six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars put away. So we just take a piece of it. Let's take three out of the seven and put that into something that guarantees you income. So you know you got everything covered. And then the other four hundred grand, we invest that. Maybe we put it in stocks and bonds. Maybe we do something else with it. But these are these are different. I like to call it a bucket approach. You allocate different yes. resources to different buckets based on what it's going to provide you. And and so I think that uh, is a great way to do it because you can do it with less money than you'd need in stocks and bonds. Um, and as long as you look across the environment, you know you're getting the best deal of of any that are out there. And that's what I like to show people is that, hey, I looked at 20 different companies. These, these guys are going to pay you the most. Yeah. And, and so that's how I like to do it. Well, and again, but that's why <laughs> that's why you're an independent fiduciary advisor, because you are looking out for me or, you know, whoever your client is. And and again, 
I don't know. It's just, it just makes so much sense to me to go with an independent fiduciary advisor with a lot of experience like you, just because, I mean, I want that confidence. I want that, you know, to get into retirement and working with somebody like you is where you get it. I, I, I appreciate that. Obviously, I, I, cert, I certainly agree with you wholeheartedly. And in fact, uh, anybody that's listened to the show, you might remember, uh, I actually did work at a brokerage firm about through, through a brokerage firm about 15 years ago. Um, and I quit, I, I quit, <laughs> I quit that brokerage firm, um, because I found an, an investment that the client wanted to pursue. That was the best fit, the best solution I could find. And they said, no, they wanted me to recommend something else to them. And, and so that's when I quit and I, and I went fully independent. Mm -hmm. Uh, at that point I was an independent broker, a registered representative, but I still could only recommend what the brokerage firm allowed. And, and so making that separation allowed me to work with any company out there that works with independent financial people. And so that way I can assure myself and my client that I am getting the best solution of anything that's out there in the entire marketplace, not just what a brokerage firm says I can or can't suggest. Well, let me ask you this. So this couple in their mid sixties that you help write a plan for, they're going to get uh, two grand a month. Um, Finish the story. I mean, how happy are they? Are they are they going to retire on time? What What do you think? Oh, oh yeah, they they are. In fact, they are just they are did, just ju retired, huh? Just re yes, they did they did just retire and and um, you know I, I I okay let me let me mention something else is I I met I met I met this uh, this gentleman for the very first time um, more than a year and a half ago, okay. beginning of beginning of twenty two while he was still working and. And we sat down and talked and I looked at everything and, and I had to suggest to him, I said, you know, I'm, I really think you'd benefit from, from working for a little bit longer. And I hate to tell you that because <laughs> it's like a lot of people, they don't, they don't want to hear that keep on working message. Right. Um, you know, but he agreed. He said, you know what, I can put in another year or two. I can, I can handle that. And, and so I told him I could not help him at that point. I could not promise him that I can give him the retirement that he wanted. And, and so I, I suggested go back to work a while longer, which he did for another year and a half. We stayed in touch and, 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 uh, and then we sit back down and we looked at the numbers again a, a little while ago. And I told him, you know, that, that was a great move. I'm really glad he was able to do that. And now I think he can he retire because I can put it together in a way that will take care of everything he needs. Nice. And, and so, um, so, yeah, he just retired within the last few weeks. And, and I, I, I think they're very, very happy with it. It's literally just being put together. Um, but we've been talking about it for quite a while and, and it's something that, uh, you know, is, is filling in, you know, checking right. all the boxes. Well, that's gotta be exciting for you too. I mean, on many levels, I would think. Oh, it, it is for sure. And, and I'll tell you what, the other thing, it, I actually sleep easier at night too. When I, when well, I know yeah, them, I understand right? that I, when I know they've got things covered and it doesn't matter what happens to the stock market, because you, you know, when the stock market is going down, I feel the anxiety and the stress just as much as my clients. And, and at least I believe I do, cause it's very stressful. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hate it when anyone's losing money. I, I, I do everything I can to avoid that. Right. And, and, and I don't want to take a chance. I would be devastated if somebody had retired and trusted me with their retirement money. And, and then I took a loss that they couldn't handle. All right. And, and that's, that's not, you know, so, so I, I think annuities are a fantastic tool for the right situation. They're not right for everybody. All right. Some of them that are out there, just like everything that's out there. Okay. There, there are some cars that are lemons, right? Yes. There are cars that are just, that are just not worth your money. Yep. And there are, and there are other cars that are great deals that are very much worth your money. Right. It's the same thing in the investment space and the annuity space. 
Some annuities, like variable annuities, I don't recommend because they tend to have very high expenses, very high fees. All right. But there's a type in the middle called index annuities that are safe, they're guaranteed, and their fees are a lot lower. Um, and in fact, some have no fees. And, and, and you can still get good growth potential uh, without any fees at all and with safety. So, so it just, it's just something you need to look around. Just take a look around, see if it's a good fit for you. If not, do the research to check it out. If it's not a good fit, then so be it. It's not a good fit. Right. All right. But I think it might, I, I know that they're a good fit for a lot of people. Though. Well, but working with, working with an advisor just in general, a fiduciary independent advisor, that's what you do. I mean, you know, you know what's right. You know all of the, the pieces of the puzzle and, and which pieces need yeah. to fit for which people. I mean, again, and everything's different. And they're all the pieces, all means. but they all go a different, you know, they all fit together differently. They, they do. And some people, you know, I've got other clients that are, that are younger, that have very high incomes, and they're totally comfortable with stocks. And that's all they want to do are stocks. Well, if they, they're younger, they, okay. Right? <laughs> and, and, and so, you know what, they're younger. They can, if they take a loss, they know they've got, they're going to be working for at least another 20 years and they can make it back. And that the markets over time always seem, you know, so far they're always, they're always going higher. And, and so, in fact, there's research out there that every 20-year rolling period of time for the last 100 years, no matter when you invested and held for 20 years, every time you made money on the S&P 500. Every time. And every single time. Wow. Every 20-year period. So, so that's, that, that's why we say if you're younger, you ride it out. It'll come back over time. Right. All right. It's when you're getting older and you're getting closer to retirement. That's when we really have to be careful because we don't want to see a big loss. You got to take the, you got to look at the big picture and that's, that's hard yes. sometimes. It, it, it is, it is, but you know what? That's what we're here for. Right. That's what I'm here for. So guys feel free to reach out anytime. I'm happy to answer any questions. We can start off with just a short phone call and see if you want to uh, come in and sit down for a meeting then. Sounds great, Kevin. I'm going to ask you one more thing. Uh, we have not even touched on the market, um, and you know, so what? What are you thinking this week? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good, actually. Okay, I'm feeling good. pretty good. You know, the the inflation numbers are still looking a little bit questionable. Yep. Um, but the but the market is looking at it as though they're coming to an end with the rate hikes. Now, I'm, now I'm not saying that they're done. I think there's a good chance there's another hike maybe in November. Um, but I don't think there's more than one or two more hikes. And then what the market's looking at is that after that, maybe a year from now, they start cutting rates. And, and so the market's liking it. The earnings are coming in strong. Um, you know, artificial intelligence is like, uh, you know, the two favorite words of every CEO out there. It sure is. <laughs> and so, so, so it's like, so it's like every earnings call, they have, oh, we're using AI. Yes, we're using AI. Yes, <laughs> and, of course. And uh, so I feel good. I think the markets look good. As we know, there can always be a breather. Um, but if you're a longer term investor, keep on putting the money away. Uh, every time you get paid, just buy a little bit more. Keep on doing it. And uh, I think you'll be well rewarded for doing so. Sounds great, Kevin. Boy, this is a fun show. Let's, uh, let's reconvene in a week. How about it? Hey, perfect. Sounds good. I look forward to it. provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, members FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. 
What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.